It was a devastating day on markets across the globe. If you look at tomorrow's JC reports, you'll think, oh, the world is collapsing. It's all about South Africa. It's all about force majeure. It's all about uh, the riots. And yes, it's partly about that, but it's not at all about that at the moment. Siboniso Ngomalo is portfolio manager at the Old Mutual Investment Group. Because today, what we saw Siboniso happening was the world turned very, very dramatically against most investment classes from Bitcoin to commodities to shares. Yes, Bruce, good evening to your listeners. I mean, the market is a fascinating thing. It's why I suppose I love my job in particular. Today's market switched on back to this Delta variant because the market looks into the future and entices that future. So historic, last year, you remember in March, we had a massive crash. And then obviously we've had a pleasant recovery across the world what is called a V-shaped recovery, because it looks like a V. You fall, and then you rise sharply. Today, the market now is starting to look at this, uh, especially in the vaccinated country like the UK, the rising number of infections in, um, I suppose, in a vaccinated country like the UK is worrying the market. So the market is looking ahead and saying, hey, wait a minute, uh, um, we're not done with corona. And we saw that quite materially in the resources sector. Um, where overall resources were down close to 4%. The hardest hit being the platinum companies. Sibania down 6.5%, Impala down almost 5 and Northern Platinum down almost 5 Even uh, Brent crude oil was down 6%. Faso also only down 2.4% because they hedged against that. And so, therefore, quite a painful day in the market as the world was looking a little bit uncertain with the number of infections rising. Yeah, and I, I get I, I get irritated, but I, what I, what my feelings don't matter. But I just look at the world and I say, hold on a second. But you knew this was likely to happen, markets, as governments and countries try to open up and try to spread their wings, and they'll stretch and they'll compact and they'll pull back, and we'll we'll try different strategies to open up. That will lead to a rise in infections. It should be no surprise, but markets are constantly surprised. I tell you what was going very, very well was the first half of the year for Woolworths. Um, and lots going right, despite COVID, despite the fact there was a ban on booze sales, they really did very, very nicely, particularly online. And even their Australian businesses were doing okay too. Yes, uh, Woolworths is uh, it's actually proving to be quite a stellar recovery. I mean, I think if you, if you look at the Woolworths trading update, um, they told us that for the 52 weeks um, in the 27th July, um, that sales were up 9.7%. Now, if we start getting closer to South Africa and we look at actually what's happened in the South African business, we start seeing some interesting trends here, Bruce, which I'm going to start tying in. Um, first of all, Woolworths food, um, we saw sales up almost 7%. Um, and that's quite a, a good thing. And obviously you saw that we had lockdowns and we're currently under lockdown. And they even make a comment there about, hey, we're seeing people stockpiling and buying more um, at Woolies sales. The most interesting thing, though, on the food, Woolies food business, was that online sales grew 117%. Um, but they're only 2.3% of the South African food sales. And that's boosted by these Woolies Dash, um, which is something similar to what we see to checkers 60-60. So the world is moving online. And so the question we've got to ask in the market is to say, hey, even with all this looting in South Africa, COVID took us further into the online world. Does this actually force retailers further down the innovation curve and say, hey, there's an opportunity here to start doing business online? I don't know, Bruce, but it's something to think about.
Uh, exactly right. And I mean, interesting from a demographics point of view, when you look at the hundreds of stores, uh, Pep, for example, and Mr. Price, yeah. they each had hundreds of stores damaged and looted and sometimes gutted. Um, whereas Woolies had just 11 hit. And it tells you the places that Woolies does and doesn't do business versus the likes of the mainstream retailers like Pep and Mr. Price. That, 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 is, that is fair, Bruce. But I mean, I think even if you look at a company like Pep, so Pep almost had 500 stores banned, but that's like 9% or so of their total store footprint. So yes, as much as we get alarmed of this and it dents our confidence in South Africans, but actually, if you say, hey, almost 10% of a company as big as Pep's store footprint was, was damaged or harmed in any way, that surely is recoverable. That means basically 91% is perfectly okay and able to operate and able to trade. And so this is the thing about the market is that you've got to stay away from the noise. You've got to look through the detail and look at the actual numbers. And I mean, even the, the PEP share price actually year to date is up just over 40%. So despite actually the slight um, dip, um, I suppose last week from this. And so, so therefore, investing is about taking a longer term picture, ignoring the noise and saying, actually, what does this actually mean? Um, and I think in, in companies like uh, PEP and actually even the other retailers have done exceptionally well this year so far. Sibudu Sonumano, thank you. Portfolio Manager at the Old Mutual Investment Group.